Hello, it's Monday the 19th of June. I'm Miranda Sawyer and my eyes have turned tabloid. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review where we dance with the press like a young Tory in a Christmas jumper. Who or what is getting the papers in a tiz? Who is flaunting? Who is taunting? And what, oh God, what should women wear? We're out every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, so subscribe on your favourite podcast app and you don't miss an episode. Here are the headlines for today's show. I want to dance with somebody. Lockdown Christmas video proves just how dry a Tory party actually is. All back to mine. Prince William wants to solve the UK's homelessness crisis by building social housing on his land. Who's got the carry out? Who's taking the booze out of our booze? Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, the show that bangs through the press buffet and finds the tastiest tidbits for you to savour. I'm Miranda Sawyer, and here to munch through the morning headlines with me, it's Rob Hutton, sketch writer for The Critic. Hello, Rob. Hello. Also with us, we have Fergus Craig, comedian and middle-class espresso drinker. Hello, Fergus. Hi, guys. (laughs) So what have we got on the headlines front? Rob, you have Sunday's papers. I have Sunday's papers. Um, On the mirror, we've got lockdown, video bombshell, partygate tapes. (laughs) On the mail, different take on the whole thing. Proof Boris Accuser did go to a party in lockdown. And uh, on the uh, Sunday Times, William, I'll end homelessness. Very good. OK. And Fergus, what do you have? You've got Mondays. You've got today's. Uh, yes. Uh, the Guardian, pressure on Sunak as Met Police consider latest Partygate video. And there's a picture of that party with that jumper. <laughs> um, uh, Daily Telegraph has got Starmer. I'll push onshore wind to hit net zero. And the Daily Star has got the great beer robbery, which is a story about how apparently breweries have been reducing the amount of alcohol in our beers and not telling anyone. Literally watering it down. Mm. Okay, today's top story is still Boris Johnson. Unbelievable. And all he brings down with him. It's quite amazing, isn't it? Even though he's left, he's still managing to ruin Sunak's goody two-shoe image and wreck the Tory party. So this afternoon, Parliament's going to vote on the Privileged Committee's findings of last week, which was essentially that Johnson lied to Parliament about gatherings at Downing Street by saying that lockdown rules weren't broken. Now, over the weekend, the Mirror brought out a video of what, Rob? It's, I mean, it's it's unpleasant. It may be the worst lockdown video since uh, Matt Hancock's grope. (laughs) Um, which is it's it's film of a party at not in Downing Street, a party at Conservative headquarters, and it does include dancing. And where is Conservative headquarters? Just it, for the initiative, I think it's on Victoria Street these days. It's a it's a modern block, uh, just a little way down the road from. So they've uh, been Downing congering Street. down the road to it's, Conservative <laughs> HQ. I mean, maybe. <laughs> um, why do you think? I mean, lots of people have seen this video. It's a, of terrible dancing to. Um, to fairy tale of New York in front of actual posters that say social distancing should be observed. While commentators say, I hope you're not videoing this to put it I online. Mean, unbelievable. Why has the Mirror brought out this video now? I suspect because they've got it now. So obviously, I mean, it's obviously taken by somebody who was there. And my guess would be it's somebody who was there who is pissed off about the fact that other people who were there have got honours. What you do, it, it, I mean, with all of these things, any story like this, it's the dynamic. Who who got disciplined for 
for going to this party. Yeah. And who got an OBE? So basically, Sean Bailey got a, got, got made a into a lord, and yeah. and Ben Mallet got an OBE. So other people who there are like yeah. unhappy about this. Quite, quite, that would be my best guess. Yeah, or they forwarded it to somebody. You know, I mean, that's the other thing with these things is you you forward it to somebody and they they think, do you know what? Yeah, this uh, this this is as a wider audience. Um, so if it's a video. Right. We're dealing with papers. Video is quite hard for papers, isn't it? it? Well, it is. I mean, it is. It, yes, in the sense that it's uh, it, it doesn't work on paper. Um, but actually, it's this weird little sort of revenue stream. So we had it again. The, we know about this from the, the Matt Hancock thing. That video was the most watched video ever on the Sun website. They can stick an advert in front of it. They can do whizzy technical things that mean that they get a little slice of cash every time somebody streams it. So it, it can be a money spinner for them and also it's nobody else can use it without so all of the other papers that are using these awful awful stills of i mean it's oh. i mean i'm so glad that video wasn't around at the point in my life when i was stumbling drunkenly into things um uh you know all those people who are using that have to pay the mirror some money so yeah i mean at one level it's weird that that papers are as they said i think the jargon is pivot video uh, um, but actually, it's a it's a money spinner. Yeah, and it's also I mean it's complete clickbait, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I presume you've seen the video, have you, Fergus? Oh yeah, it's a fantastic fantastic video. It did, <laughs> the Guardian, if you put it into words, it's hilarious in of itself. The <laughs> Guardian have got a paragraph in the video: Conservative officials Jack Smith and Malin Bogue, if that's how you pronounce it, appear to dance past a sign saying "Please keep your distance" before colliding with a table full of buffet food. <laughs> In the background, someone can be heard saying, as long as we don't stream that, we're, like, bending the rules. <laughs> like, it doesn't get, like, worse than that. I, I know that there are millions of people who are really, really furious about this and everything to do with it, and I often am. But at the same time, you know, you can hold two thoughts in your head at the same time. At the same time, the Partygate story... I think is the most entertaining story of my lifetime. <laughs> and I never wanted to stop. I want a new video out every week for the rest of my... It's so entertaining. Yeah, because it's always so bad. There's such awful parties. If, if I was yeah. not at that party, and I and maybe I would be, right? Like, I think most of us can admit we could make have made a mistake like that in our 20s, right? Yeah. That's possible, right? But if I was in that video, I would just crawl into a hole and die yeah like it's the yeah two... the christmas party jumper guy i mean god That's, i mean that but guy... also the whole the whole the fact that it's videoed but it, it's very much this is the one thing we didn't want to happen is <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's the dancing i've always hated people who twirl when they're yes. dancing because it's a sort of like it's a, a kind of like Oh, look, I didn't know you had those moves. That's the kind of thing <laughs> yeah. that people who can't dance do on a dance not, floor. Not do ballroom dancing. But that's all they do. Yeah. They just twirled. Like, they, they, maybe they're still twirling. It's just constant twirling. <laughs> it's their only dance move. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who's those two are. I mean, I mean, if you compare it with Theresa May's dance moves and indeed Boris Johnson's dance moves, they're all awful. Keep the Tories off the dance floor. I mean, actually, maybe not. Keep the Tories on the dance floor and then we can see their true selves. I mean, it's, it is it is interesting. OK, The Guardian also says, you just read out from The Guardian, um, that it questions whether the police are going to get involved, isn't it? I mean, the police are they're considering, is that the word? Yes, I think Consider the word is considering. Yeah, considering, it's very, very hard to deny that you've considered something. Mm. 
Uh, have you considered moving to, to New Zealand, Randa? You know, you've thought about it now. The, the key word is actively considering. Actively considering is, means it might happen. Because the problem is that they supposedly investigated this party already because there was a big yeah. picture of everybody together along with Nick Candy, who's a Tory <laughs> donor, and married to Holly, Holly Valance. All, all these kind of weird people have been brought into it. But they, there was a picture of this party and they supposedly... You know, considered it then yeah. and investigated it and thought no, but now they can see it actually is a party. So, I, I the one I think the Met desperately, desperately don't want to have anything more to do with this, and may well take the view that it was all a long time ago. But the problem, the problem is that these guys have got honours. Actually, that's it's the sort of and this is why it's so it is just mad that Sunak agreed to wave all of these honours through that three to, days before. Know, I mean, because it's unbelievable. It's like. It's like I mean, we knew we, you knew that this guy had been at a party. You were you, you're agreeing to his honour on the basis that let's hey let's hope that these guys who posed for a photo in the lockdown party let's hope they didn't make a video or do anything else stupid. Yeah, you know the it, 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 oh. people. I think people are getting very cross, uh, yeah. very cross about that. So there is going to be a vote on this privileges committee's findings, which is that Boris Johnson, you know, basically denied that there were any parties at all. Um, there's going to be a vote this afternoon in Parliament. What do we think will happen? Will Sunak vote? Well, we it, it's a is there going to be a vote or is there? Mm. Um, because uh, so you don't have to. Something can go through on on, on the nod. Um, in Parliament, if uh, the Speaker says all those in favour say aye, aye, uh, all those in favour say no and nobody says anything, then there is no vote. You sort of need somebody to vote no for there to be a vote. And most Tories are desperately hoping that nobody votes no. And the opposition parties are all trying to work out whether some of them could shout no in the hope that that forces a vote. But the, That's so weird. It is, well, well, I mean, <laughs> sort of made it. What a process. What, you just need somebody to shout no. I'll just walk in and shout no. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's mad. Um, so, so will you be able to get have a no? The, the, the opposition obviously desperately all want to be able to pin every Tory to say, how did you vote on this? Yeah. And rightly, by the way. Um, uh, and the uh, the Tories obviously desperately don't want to be pinned on it. But they don't want to be pinned because it's such a hilarious situation, right? Where um, most of the public can't stand Boris Johnson now. Most Tory voters, I think, yeah, it seems like, turned. think that he is lying. But there's just this small subset of the population who happen to be Tory party members <laughs> who they they have to in some way appease. It's like sort of you've got people who like Star Wars and then you've got people who go to Star Wars conventions. <laughs> if, if you were to tailor the Star Wars movies to the people at the conventions, yeah, that wouldn't be a good way of forming policy. <laughs> <laughs> OK. I mean, also, the, the, the other thing that we've noticed about the right wing paper. So we've we've been through a few of the papers, obviously. Yes. And the right wing papers just can't bear the fact that to, that uh, Boris Johnson has been caught out. So they're completely ignoring. I mean, the Sun well, is completely ignoring it. Yeah. So the Sun has done the minimum it can do, which is a page two lead. Um, which is where the sun, it, it, where red tops always stick. They're sort of the these are the actual stories of the day stories. Yes, because you used thing. to get distracted uh, by yeah. page three. Yeah. So like they always just put all the boring on stuff page on three that draws your eyes. To, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, but um, uh, yeah. So they've done. Uh, the, the sun's got a problem that the sun also around this time was having its own lockdown Christmas party, and also um, James Slack, who was spokesman for Boris Johnson, uh, now is a 
very senior editorial position at The Sun and was definitely at, at least or cognizant of some of these parties. So it's all a bit it's all a bit tricky for them. Yeah, plus it was the mirror uh, story. Uh, and also it's the mirror story, so there's another reason not to like it. The um, Telegraph uh, is has got it on page four um, and has just done it in a sort of business-like way, you know, well, the police looking at... Uh, um, the Mail is most interesting because the Mail basically... The Mail sort of hates this story because they're they're big Boris big Boris boosters. Yes, especially because um, he's now a columnist. Yes, them. so um, we'll come to that. I expect so uh, uh, so. The, but but the Mail also. I mean, one of the great things about the Mail is the way that it can have its cake and eat it. So <laughs> it's, it's sort a of a great thing. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so so it's uh, it's got a spread on it. First of all, eight and nine across page nine. It's a. It's the story. Police probing lockdown party at Tory HQ as go blasts indefensible scenes, and it's got all the pictures. So if you want, if you want the story, it's got the story. And by the way, it's got that picture. It's got the, it's got the twirling picture on the front page. You know, it, it is serving its readers. And then on page eight, there is um, the the sort of the story that the Mail is doggedly pursuing on this, which is the real villain, the real baddie of this is Bernard Jenkin. Who is Bernard Jenkin, and what are they banging on about? So. <laughs> Bernard Jenkin is, is Sir Bernard Jenkin um, is what we would call a Tory grandee, senior Tory MP, um, uh, and he's on the Privileges Committee. And uh, la- middle of last week, just before the committee reported, um, the Guido Fawkes site and uh, the Mail revealed that Bernard's wife Anne, Lady Anne, um, had uh, had her own lockdown birthday party. Um, in around December 2020. So, uh, and it was for an hour. Yes. And she says it was all entirely socially distanced. I literally measured people with a ruler. Uh, well, the, the, the deputy speaker who was hosting it said she measured people with a ruler. I mean, an awful lot of Tories were clearly having parties. The, the, the mad thing about this is this sort of blue on blue stabbing is basically they're all now revealing all of the parties that each other were having. It, yeah, I mean, it, it just really does seem it's exactly like what you said, isn't it? It's, it's like, Fergus, it's like just a party after party after party. Party gate, it was all the time. Oh, yeah. But it's like a, a, a deliberate blurring of the lines, right? Because this that whole report last week was about him lying to Parliament, wasn't it? So Yeah. Yeah, so 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 Boris's people are saying, oh well, we have to have, we have to have a Commons investigation into Bernard's parties. But the investigation isn't into Boris's parties. The investigation isn't into whether Boris lied to Parliament. Sorry to be really boring about this, but it yeah, it's not matter. the parties; it's the lying. It's the lying that matters. Okay, and wh- also the parties. Well, and also the parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. But there was a, there was a kind of an amazing male backgrounder on on Bernard Jenkins last week, wasn't there? Where the, they, the male I, just go once they go for you, they go really loopy about you i mean i mean i know I I, no, I, I I i i will not hear a word against this story let me read the headline Partygate committee hypocrite Bernard Jenkin is an enthusiastic nudist who married ex-girlfriend of Four Weddings writer Richard Curtis, who has since got his revenge by putting bumbling Bernards in nearly all his scripts. Part oh, life. life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, yeah, let's unpick this story, shall we? So basically, Bernard Jenkin is a nudist. And Richard Curtis doesn't like him. Is that it? And then oh, he, oh, oh, I mean, this is this is, is this is genuinely funny. Is that Lady Anne used to be Richard Curtis's university girlfriend, and in all of the Richard Curtis films, there is, and indeed in Blackadder, there is a moment where somebody reveals that her name is Bernard, and it's a laugh line. 
Right, and he's a bumbler. He's always a bumbler. He's, he's always a bumbling Bernard. So it's the first time, essentially, the Daily Mail has been on Richard Curtis's side because normally they <laughs> dislike him intensely because he's far too woolly lip, right? But it, it reveals how those Richard Curtis films, I've always thought, who are these people? Who are these weddings? Do these weddings exist? I've never been invited to one of these weddings, but these weddings are like the people who run the country. That's what that's what There is There are, is a yeah. fantastic detail in this, in this, Fantastic hatchet job where where um, Lady Anne reveals that at the video of her wedding to Bernard, you can see Richard Curtis frantically taking notes in the background. Oh, God, <laughs> I hate them all. Sorry, that's just terrible. That sounds like a lie, oh. though, doesn't it? <laughs> really? You can see him taking notes. <laughs> you know, there's a film in this. That's like that scene in Back to the Future where, he, where, where Marty McFly caught... No, the guy calls... His brother, Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> just a nightmare. Terrible, terrible. OK, I just feel like we should mention one thing, which is the fact that Boris Johnson has a new column in the mail, which was, an, I mean, you know, it was kind of teased on Friday and then he had his column on Saturday, which was about him getting a bit chubby and then trying a new uh, drug and then it failed and he went back to the fridge. I mean, it was pretty lame, right? It, he's trying to move into the Adrian Childs territory. Well, I mean, to be honest, Adrian does that superbly and nobody yeah. can do No, 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 it. I'm not knocking Adrian Charles, but it, it, partly Charles's columns are short. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're sort of, they're short and to the point. Yeah. Um, uh, my battle with the fridge Yeah. Uh, would be a perfect sort of 400, 350 word Charles column. Yeah, and um, how long is... Um, uh, more, closer uh, to a thousand. I'd say a thousand, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, no, that's a lie. <laughs> it's not interesting, is it? I thought it was fine. Everyone said it was awful. I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was like worth nearly a million quid. Yeah, 900 <laughs> grand was, a year. It was fine. But it was like, one, it was very revealing of Boris Johnson. It's like a whole column about like, I have no willpower at all. <laughs> I can't control myself. Yeah. This may filter into other areas of my life. <laughs> and um, only we'd known he was like that. But also, it was a weird um, metaphor uh, in that he was saying, "There's this new wonder drug that will solve obesity. All practical evidence that I have is that it doesn't work. But I think we should still use it, which is sort of a <laughs> metaphor for Brexit, isn't it? Like all evidence." <laughs> Exactly that. I also like the fact that he's so observant that he can notice that his male colleagues are losing weight. But his other line is, I didn't notice I was at a party. Yeah, it's, it's very, very selectively very what he notices. Very, yeah, very true. Well, while we're talking parties, let's remember happy birthday to Boris Johnson today. Woo. Woohoo! There are a remarkable number of stories about drinking, I have to say, today, aren't there? So Papers. much stuff about booze. Papers love writing about booze, don't they? Like I mentioned before, the star has uh, the great beer robbery. The story is, yeah, that apparently it's, it's a way of saving money for the breweries because of uh, duty, I guess. They've dropped some of the uh, alcohol percentages in some of their beers by, like, 0.2% or whatever, which yeah. is obviously, uh, for the Daily Star, a huge scandal. Yeah. But there's also, there's sort of like the whole spectrum of booze stories. Like the star is like, how dare they take any millimetre of booze from us. The Times has got a thing about how uh, now at festivals, they're going to have lots and lots of non-alcoholic beer because a third of the youngsters who go to festivals aren't even going to drink at all, which is 
worrying um, and <laughs> and uh but then the on the other end of the spectrum sort of like talking about boomers the daily telegraph has got the perils of a midweek glass of wine because you know all their readers are essentially functional alcoholics <laughs> <laughs> they've got the, the and there's spectrum. also one in the times which i actually it, I, I read which is called my hell serving bottomless brunch which is like, I mean, it's literally a story of a waiter who's had to serve bottomless brunch to a whole load of very drunk, mostly women. But what happens in the bottomless brunch is you go for two hours. In that two hours, you pay a flat fee. You can drink as much Prosecco as you want. You can kind of behave exactly as you want. And literally staff are fainting from from uh, dealing with all these different people. It's It's hell on earth. And he's only lasted six months. I mean, it is a cliche, isn't it? Like paper and booze. I mean, you know, the papers you, used to love booze. They're tricky. It's a great. It's great. It's, it's one of my favourite words, booze, because it's nice and short and um, very, very vivid. But uh, it's hot outside. I think partly, you know, people just just want to read. I, I'm actually thirsty listening to you <laughs> reading these headlines. <laughs> Your true journalist speaks, right? <laughs> Yesterday morning, the Sunday Times treated us to a big interview with Prince William and in which he says that he wants to end homelessness in the UK, which is, I have to say, massive ask. He's got some new project to bring together various homeless charities and government. But during this interview, he gave an unexpected scoop. Rob, what was it? So he's talking to the Sunday Times' uh, royal editor, who's brilliantly named Roya Nicker. <laughs> um, I hope that's how you pronounce it. Uh, and it's a great interview, by the way, uh, which is why I mentioned it, because there's a thing that happens when you're interviewing people when they actually say something and the problem and we've all done this as reporters is you fail to it's the danger is you fail to notice that they have accidentally revealed something and he accidentally revealed something and she did notice well done um which is that he says that they're going to start building social housing on the duchy of cornwall's land yeah so she literally said you've got a load of houses with a load of spare bedrooms, what about you? And he said, well, actually, yes, we are going to do something, which is, like, astonishing, really. And we know it's astonishing because the paragraph afterwards, it says, a curveball from William that aides were not expecting him to reveal. Yes. And that is a classic, <laughs> like, that's the scoop right there. You've got it. You've got yeah. it. Well done. It is interesting because what happened after that is all the headlines are about this. I mean, it was a whole yeah. load of waffle, that interview. And then you had this one amazing quote, and that's what everybody has gone with. Yes, because um, because they do have all of this land, and indeed they do have all of these houses. And there's, it's oh, it there's obviously there's a he he is positioning him. He is doing the Prince of Wales thing, which is I am going to have interests and I'm going to campaign on things. His dad did ecology. He's doing homelessness, which is something that his mother was very interested in. So you can you can completely see all of that. But in fact, people might say, got quite a lot of you know. You've got quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, but what they also might say is this is government stuff. I mean, building social housing is surely what the what the government should be doing. And it's, I find it very interesting that he's saying that. And then also um, his wife is saying that she's essentially going to bring back Shore Stars if she can. I mean, it seems to me that they're just stepping into a role that the government should be taking, no? Sure. It, it's obviously a puff piece, that Sunday Times thing. And he did reveal something, supposedly, that he wasn't supposed to. But like... I, I was worried it would be, I'm going to end homelessness and we would find out it's he's going to kill all the homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> That's his solution. <laughs> but, but building council houses, is that what it is? Like social housing yeah. on his yeah. property? That's like a noughties Channel 4 documentary. 
Right. It is, yeah, like follow William yeah. <laughs> as it happens. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it could be... I mean, the secret prince. There's another story today about the royal family in the Times. It's interesting with the Times and the Sunday Times because they mm. actually slightly rival each other, don't they? Yeah. So this is a kind of like, we've got a story as well, you know, and that is that the royal family is about to make £1 billion a year. £1 billion? Ha, ha, ha. From six wind farms on the royal estate. This is essentially because the royal family owns half the land half the sea around our country I mean, and really, can I rent this out? I'm really pleased to know this because when I was a child I always just assumed that the king owned everything. <laughs> so so it's great it's great to know that he really does. He really, really does and they're about to make £1 billion from a year from six wind farms on the royal estate. I mean, it's... If he owns 50% of the coast, does that mean he owns 50% of the shit on beaches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he might have to start cleaning that up as well. Yeah. We're coming to the end of the show, and it's that time where we find the funniest, punniest headlines out there. So what are our headlines of the day? Fergus? Uh, I've got one in uh, the Daily Star. Uh, apparently, for some reason, they found out that Egyptian boy king Tutankhamun died because of a drink driving <laughs> crash. I'm not. I, that's just good enough. I'm not prepared to read the rest of the story. <laughs> but, but the headline is, Boy King Racer was off his tuts. Excellent. It's very good, isn't it? Very good. And very then good. Uh, there's another one in The Sun, which is uh, at the cricket. They've got a picture of Darth Vader, or presumably someone dressed as Darth Vader, <laughs> uh, being uh, led away. And the headline is, The Umpire Strikes Back. And there's a lovely little headline of... Uh, it's a cricket pun. It works better when you actually read it. May the fours be with you. Very good. Very, very good. Very, very good. OK, and Rob, what have you got? I've got the eternal struggle between the sun and the star to have the best headline. Um, in the star, we've got uh, Noel Gallagher um, saying uh, that he is convinced that aliens exist. The headline is, roll with E.T. That's, I mean, <laughs> which, I think that's bad. Because yeah. it only works if you read it as really? roll with et, it, which I, just I, I, is yeah, terrible. Okay. Maybe you'll prefer this one from The Sun, which is about somebody who claims that his dog was attacked by a, a robot delivery vehicle from a supermarket. And the headline is Robo Co-op. <laughs> That's better. I like that one. That's much better. And I have two headlines also. I have one from The Eye, which is about costumed reenactors riding on a Sherman tank in a parade along Weymouth Seafront yesterday, and that is Tanks for the Memories. I have to say, pretty weak, but, you know, we'll let it through. This one's better. This is about Johnny Rotten, which is always good for a laugh. Um, he has got a bike, and it's going to be bearing his name. It's a new bike designed for him and it's called uh, the headline is Never Mind the Bike Locks beautiful <laughs> much better very good Hello I'm Ros Taylor with news of Oh God What Now the politics podcast that's never going to leave its voter ID at home on Friday's show, it's six months until the US election and Donald Trump is stuck sitting on trial in a New York courthouse. Is he bulletproof or can Joe Biden turn around the polls? In the second half, it's local elections week, but we've steadily taken power away from local authorities. What if we gave it back? And in the extra bit for supporters, is there a right level of ruthlessness in politics? That's Oh God, What Now? With me, Ros Taylor, Raphael Baer, Hannah Fern, guest Nikki McCann-Ramirez. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts.
And that's the end of today's Paper Cuts. If you liked it, remember to follow us on your favourite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Paper Cuts Show. The link is in the show notes. And we will be marvelling there at yet more of the mad, mad world of Fleet Street. Thanks to Fergus Craig. Where can we hear you next for progress? Probably on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You live here now, don't you? Under the table. And thanks to Rob, where can we reach you next? Well, I'm going to be sketching uh, tonight's vote very Ooh, excitedly. Oh, that is exciting. Very good. Shout no. That's my recommendation. <laughs> Just no. shout no. I've been Miranda Sawyer and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when we learn from The Guardian that vicars want a pay rise because of the cost of living crisis. That money isn't resting in their accounts. See you next time. <laughs>